0: Hi, and welcome back to Late Bloomin' Love, the podcast about finding love when it's about bloomin' time. I'm your host, Amanda Klang, and by now, you probably know that on each episode, I speak with guests about love and relationships as part of my own search for inspiration, because I'm single and looking for a love relationship too. And that I hope any listeners in my situation feel encouraged by what they hear. You probably also know that my marvelous and happily married friend, Shelly Morgan, joins me after each interview to chat and share her insights on relationships. This week, my guests and I are talking about friendship and where it fits into the search for late lumen love. I mean, is having romantic relationships the secret to happiness and fulfillment? or are friendships just as, or even more, important to us in the end? To think about this question out loud, I spoke with two real-life friends of mine, Jen and Kristen, who are both single, in their fabulous 50s, and living right here, like me, in Montreal. Kristen may be a familiar voice to some. She's Kristen Hutchinson, a national CBC radio culture columnist, and an adjunct professor of art history and popular culture. My conversation with Jen and Kristen is up next, and thanks for your patience with a few sound issues at the very start of the interview. Jen and Kristen, welcome to Late Bloom Love. Thanks for having us. It's really great to have you guys. So like I said in the intro, you are both my friends. We're all in the same boat of being single and fabulous in our fifth decade. Where is, are we in our sixth decade?
1: Do you guys oh, have let's just call it, let's just call it the
2: fifth.
1: It is <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, not I, right. I, I plead the fifth. I don't think it is right. Anyways, um, and
0: we're all, yeah, so we're we're all uh, kind of seeking a little romance in our lives and having lots of good times, the three of us together, plus with other assorted friends. It's kind of good. It's kind of great. And so I wanted to have this conversation today about the place of friendships in our lives when we're looking also for love relationships and inside of a culture that basically puts romantic relationships at the top of the pyramid of value and friendships under and just just uh, I don't know talk about what what you think about that so I'm gonna uh, ask you guys both the same question and either of you can jump in I don't mind so my first question is as single women right now what place do your friendships have in your
1: lives I can start yeah Kristen So for me, um, my friendships are just as important, if actually not more important, than romantic relationships. I identify as what's called a relationship anarchist. So that means that you don't put romantic relationships sort of in a hierarchy above friendships, and that you know all of those relationships are are equally important. And I find actually that I get a lot more out of my friendships often than romantic relationships that seem to come and go. Whereas I have friends that I've been friends with you know for thirty years and. that is an incredible uh, and in-depth and wonderful kind of relationship that has grown and changed over time. And some of my many of my friends, you know, uh, live all over the world. And I don't always get to see them very often, but when I do, we just kind of are right back to where we were before. Mm. And I think there's something very special about that.
0: Yeah, I totally relate to that. Jen, you want to weigh in?
2: Yeah, I feel like um, I've read somewhere that in our fifties, women women have very strong relationships and friendship friendship relationships, and that they're really healthy for you. And I would just say, by means of a story, that throughout the time that our friendship, the three of us, have blossomed, we've been dating, and it's kind of a the love story for me is the friendships that that we've developed. I mean, that is what moves me to motion because we've had such great laughs, telling each other stories about our various dating adventures, misadventures. We've consoled each other when things don't go right. And we've just had such a wonderful time and we've become such great friends. So if there's a silver lining, to all of this, um, to the whole dating experience, you know, um, that it's, it's great having women friends there along the journey. Yeah,
1: I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point to have your backups for when you're dating, like, like, not really backups, but to have friends to talk it through, you know, I remember there was one night like where my date just went really weird and he he left to go get his phone charger in his car. <laughs> and, then, and then he called me and said that his mom was in the hospital and it all just seemed really weird. And then he disappeared. And I called you, Jen, and I was like, Jen, do you want to go for a walk? I just said it was a really weird evening. <laughs> and so we went for a walk and just like, talked it through you know and and so I think it's really helpful to actually have your friends as sounding boards when you're dating too you know like if someone that you're dating does something that's you know a little off or you you perceive it as being off it's good to like have your friends sort of say oh no that actually isn't so weird or no stay away from that person (laughs)
2: I mean, one of the things in our friendship that we've we've watched together is Sex in the City. And we've been very critical of the plot lines.
0: The reboot. The reboot. It was terrible.
2: <laughs> it was terrible, but the 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 major theme of that is that the the women's friendships is is the important relationship in their lives ultimately. Mm-hmm. And New York City. And the men are secondary characters. And I think we've all we've all spoken about why wh- we don't subscribe anymore to the happy ending Speak or the, for yourself. Uh, or the uh, well, <laughs> but, but there are alternate endings there's also kind of a journey and maybe we'll meet great guys and maybe we won't but but we'll have always have our we'll we'll have those friendships as well
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with what both of you guys have said. And I have loved having you not only are we friends, we live close to each other and we hang out and, and during the time when uh, we were all locked down or our life was more limited last in the winter, that's when we were watching the terrible sex in the city reboot. And that was that was a great source of fun and comfort. And it was so yeah, it it was so great.
2: I mean, another thing, I mean, another great experience in terms of stories is that when you and I met Amanda, we got down to our personal lives right away and we just were started laughing uproariously because we had dated the same guys on the internet site. And that was such, um, because it's scary to date and it's scary to, it's scary to meet people for the first time. And it just made it kind of funny, kind of a shared adventure. And, um, not out of disrespect for any of the guys we're dating, but frankly, it, it that was a kind of a funny moment. Do you know that
0: that has happened to me before? Uh, a friend of, <laughs> here in Montreal, we we met up for a drink one time and we're comparing notes in our lives, and we had dated the same guy also at different moments. And uh, yeah, of course, we compared notes, and uh, I think both felt happy to not be in any kind of a connection with him at that point, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like so. Kristen, you've made your point of view really clear. Maybe both of you have, and maybe this is moot now in our conversation, because I was going to just ask you about the, what I still think is a prevailing belief attitude in the culture that you need, not that you need, but that the ultimate relationship um, goal should be romantic relationships, whether or not that's something permanent this is, you know it's got nothing to do with marriage or, or not even family or anything but just like a romantic relationship you should be having or aiming for and we're kind of agreeing that that really isn't the the dernier cri you know it's not it's not the best ever but it is a message that comes through the culture a lot I think despite sex in the city where I have to say it was really they did all end up with somebody. And I think they they protested a little bit too much that it's all about the friendships and nothing else. But anyways, uh, just wondering how you guys think, if you think that that still is the main message that we all get from whatever media in our own conversations, or you think it's changing, you think it should change?
1: No, I think that still is something that is is propelled to us is like, that should be the main thing in our lives. Like that should be the top of the the top of the mountain, the thing that we should all subscribe to. Um, I was not dating at all for a number of years after I came out of a ten year relationship, and I remember meeting people and and they would be like, "How are you not in a relationship?" Like, and then they kind of try to figure out like what was wrong with me. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm kind of just like taking a break from this. Yeah. Um. And also, you know, as someone who is polyamorous like i'm not looking for the one you know i'm looking for the many or maybe the ones you know so i i i think it it changes your perspective mm-hmm. potentially you know i don't i don't think that there is you know i don't really believe necessarily in the notion of soulmates or that there's only this one you know person that would be best for me um and i think that's something that we're kind of that we're sold mm-hmm. right and that we're sold that, that somehow we're incomplete if we're not in a romantic relationship, that there's, that there's something that can only be attained through that romantic, you know, singular romantic relationship. And I, I just don't believe that. Mm.
0: And just, I want to hear Jen, what you have to say, but I just want to say as an aside for in case anyone not in the Montreal bubble is not quite sure what polyamory means. It's you have, you have, you don't necessarily have one partner. You might have multiple partners, but everybody is, communicating with everybody everyone is
1: aware yes everyone I mean it's a form of ethical non monogamy and everyone is aware and consenting uh to to you being with other people and so everyone is aware um of each other you don't necessarily meet each other's partners but you know that you are you know um that you are dating other people or sleeping with other people or having relationships with other people whatever that might be Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah so it's not it's definitely not cheating because right. <laughs> everyone is, it's all above board.
0: If that's your, if that's your relationship framework, then is it easier to sidestep the monolithic kind of uh, argument that romantic relationships are the be all and end all?
1: I think so in some ways. I mean, you're also kind of stepping off what, you know, is referred to as a relationship escalator, the idea that, okay, you go on a date and then you go on a few more dates. And then you have sex, and then you sort of are together for a few months, and then you move in together, and then you get married, and then you buy a house, and then you have kids, and that whole thing, right? Um, I think that, you know, that it's a more um, uh, multi-pronged path, Mm. which which is, yeah, which... I prefer
2: Jen, did you want to add anything about, um, I think there is, I think women in their thirties feel an urgency because of their biological clock sometimes. And they subscribe to what, you know, they call big monogamy. Mm -hmm. I think by the time you're in your fifties, you've had quite a few relationships often or experiences. So in my case, I can say married, check, checked, kid, checked, Um, and now I don't feel a sense of urgency about dating at all. Now, I think the second, so I don't, and I don't want, I would never enter into a relationship that diminished my, uh, my joy in living actually. So that's why I find female friendships so affirming. Now the whole question of sensuality and a sex life. Yeah, that remains, that remains, uh, something that that one wants, but, um, you don't have to be in one of these, um, uh, monogamous relationships. So I, I agree with Kristen on that point. I mean, you, there's so many more options in your fifties. You, the you don't, it's a very freeing period. There are many, there are many avenues you can go down. You can have, um, You can have a short-term relationship, you can have a long-term relationship, you can have an episodic relationship, you can, you can have, you know, there are so many options that uh, don't seem, uh, don't seem possible or attractive when you're much younger Mm -hmm. and you're thinking about forming a family unit. So I find this period very freeing and I don't, I think it defies categories really Mm. And I I find when I'm dating men who write, I'm looking for my, they always say the same phrases, my soulmate, my, oh, I don't know why they use this one. My partner in crime. Could you come up with
1: a better cliche? I mean, please, please don't use that phrase. Will we be um, robbing a in our next week? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that
2: yeah, what the first so, date will be? I don't really want to find a soulmate. Thank you very much. I just like someone who I can get along with and maybe have some sex with. Thank <laughs> you very much. My <laughs> finale.
0: Yeah, it sounds like, Jen, that your attitude is really... Uh... Yeah, it's reasonable. It's reasonable and balanced. I don't know. I'm a bit different from you guys because I've had way fewer relationships. Uh, although of course I'm, we're all the same age. And so I went, you know, I went through a period of wanting kids and stuff and that's, I don't feel that ur- urgency at, at all, but um, I might still be a little bit more in the grip of the cultural narrative than the two of you sound like you are, except that Living living in Montreal is so fabulous because I'm I'm from Vancouver originally, so I, I have lots to compare to. And as a single person in Montreal, I've never felt lonely. In fact, I felt lonelier in Vancouver. And uh, I've done a very small amount of dating. I'm trying again, and I've not really had big romances while I've been here and my friendships have been so, so rich and wonderful and I, I appreciate them so much. Sorry, Jen, I cut you off. Did you want to say something?
2: No, I think what you're saying is great. I support you. I think that Montreal is a wonderfully social place to live and many people have different theories about that. Um, to partly the economy, partly the French-Canadian culture, which is highly social partly the neighborhoods that we tend to live in
0: density. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, No, I, I agree with everything that you're saying.
0: Mm -hmm. Well then let me just ask as we wrap up our conversation about summer dating just how you're thinking about it how you're feeling about it because we are at the beginning well we're a little bit into this magical magical season in Montreal where you spend lots of time outside you have these long days they get increasingly warmer everyone's in the park everyone's in a good mood we're so grateful winter is over and it's Easier certainly to meet new people than it is in winter when everyone's locked in their houses, let alone COVID. So, uh, I have been stepping up my own dating. I switched, I will just say this I switched to Bumble. I think, thanks to you, Jen, you encouraged me, and I find it much better. I don't know what's different, but uh, I have more enthusiasm to use it. And um, I've been having nice chats, and I've met a couple of guys in person who've been lovely, lovely people. So, I'm feeling optimistic. I'm definitely going to do a dating summer that's my intention. I'm just wondering how the two of you are feeling about this upcoming summer in relationship to dating Is it high priority, low priority not even bothering what how are you feeling about it?
2: I think you profiled you had a you had a couple on a couple of weeks ago um, on yours uh, that had fallen. Well and truly in love, and we're open to the possibility of love.
0: Oh, you're talking about Graham and Doreen? Yes.
2: And for me, I still approach dating like an anthropologist. I'm really observing largely, and so I think it's nice and instructive that these 83-year-olds th- that they they were able to um, uh, suspend disbelief, which is really what you have to do when you're when you hope to fall in love, uh, and they did it. After many, many, you know, many years under their belt, many bag, many years of baggage, yeah. previous marriages, yeah. and I, I would aspire one day to be like that and be less of an anthropologist.
1: Mm, and what about you, Kristen? I've definitely sworn off online dating. I just find it. Gives me a lot of anxiety and, and generally makes me really unhappy. Mm. So I I was actually really inspired by one of your guests that you had on last week, Amanda. She was a council person for the city of West. Oh, oh, Cynthia Lullum. Yeah. Yeah. Like and the and and it sort of struck me when she was talking about how she made this shift to kind of be more open mm. and to to, and I think there's something even when you when I say that my body position changes, like there's something about that idea of being more open. It makes you feel more open. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I think like in a couple of weeks, like I'm actually going to the Quebec version of Burning Man. And the last time I was there, it was my first, worst, first time. And, and I was, and I realized that I was kind of closed to, to, to that idea. Um, there was just a lot going on. And I've decided that this time I'm just going to be more open and I'm ah. going to you know look around a little more and, and see, you know, like who's out there. Um, Yeah. So, so I think, and also, uh, and also I really like that, that advice of going and doing the things that you enjoy doing to meet people, Mm. you know? So, so I'm very much in that mode of making myself go out there in the world, you know Um, I'm also queer. So going out particularly to queer events and, and just being out in the world and, and seeing who is also out in the world, you know? So, so I think, I think I'm hoping that that will be, you know, a way to meet people in the real. Um, And I'm hoping that, you know, uh, soon, you know, that there might be some queer speed dating again, because I actually really, speed dating is definitely more of my, my pace.
0: Right. Is that because it's, you get it done quickly in one evening and you meet multiple people and you meet them in person. I also, I would much rather meet in real life as well.
2: When we were talking about this episode, it was about, we talked about the theme of friendship in the context of dating. And I really want to quote one of my great, great lyrics. If you want to be my lover, you better get with my friends, (laughs) AKA spice girls, because I really think in our, in our fifties, please women don't change yourself or put yourself in a box for some relationship, just be your full, fantastic, fabulous self. And if you're not getting that kind of affirmation, from the men that you're dating get it from your friends and and just be happy and happy with that there is no deficiency in not having a romantic
1: relationship that's all I have to say and don't and don't settle for wow. people who aren't really into you you know wow. if they're not like putting in the effort or whatever whatever the thing is that you need from them you know you express that need and they're not capable move on
0: Ah, oh, that is fabulous advice. I, I don't know what I have to add. I'm going to. Um, You're going to have to sing.
1: I are- would.
2: I want you to, to put up the music now. <laughs> if you are my
1: lover. You <laughs> <laughs> listen listen you
0: guys i'm gonna leave it there and thank you both so much this was really fun i really appreciate your time and i'm looking forward to lots more good hanging time with you both this summer me too bye bye, <laughs> bye. shelly morgan <laughs> beautiful shelly oh i love seeing you i love seeing you i love seeing you
3: me too, my friend. Love seeing
0: you. Mm, thank goodness for Zoom. So, wasn't that a fun conversation with my friends Jen and Kristen? It just
3: made me feel so good. It it filled me up with such love. I'm mm-hmm. um, just listening to you three. Mm-hmm. Um, the bond, the kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen, Kristen, mwah, love them. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, so, uh, and I have to say, you know, I recorded that conversation a few days ago, and uh, it's been sort of percolating in my mind a bit, and I really feel they were saying things like they're more more advanced than I am, I feel, in their thinking and maybe their development around these things about being both a, a mature, independent person, open to a love relationship, but also really centered and complete in yourself. That's what I got from both of them, and I think I'm that way, but maybe I have a little ways to go but listening back to what, like Jen used the expression, uh, big monogamy and uh, Kristen used the expression relationship escalator. And just this idea that relationships have to look one way and have to advance in a certain way. And they both made the point that when when you're, you know, if you haven't had children and you'd like to have children and you're young enough, then maybe that kind of thinking is kind of goes with the territory. But at this stage, that's not necessary. And I wasn't consciously aware that that was, that was where my, my direction was, but I think it, I think it, That's I could let that are? go. I think I could let that go and, and have a little more fun. And I have been having a little more fun with my dating. So Excellent. I, really, I love it. Yes. Yeah, so I really, I'm really appreciative of that conversation. And I feel like the, the reflections for me are, are ongoing. So I like that. And I mean, you, I feel like you, you live this too. I mean, you do have this wonderful relationship with Garfield, your husband, But you have this rich life beyond that, too. So these aren't lessons you needed to hear necessarily.
3: (laughs) No, but, you know, um, being reminded and when I when I listened to um, you, Jen and Kristen, I jotted down how how beneficial it is as women, as human beings to to hear other stories and reflect Mm -hmm. on other stories and see the commonalities or even seeing different new ways of experiencing life. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about my husband, I, I because I'm in such close proximity to him and what he's doing with his life, I feel as if I'm living a second life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what friendships do as we support each other. It, it affords us the luxury of experiencing, sometimes it's pain, sometimes it's yeah. pleasure, sometimes yeah. it's ecstasy, what yeah. another human being is doing. And yeah. for me, that's the definition of good friendships.
0: Yeah, indeed. And we actually had an experience, a group of us recently. Yes. That's, what, were we,
3: what were we doing? We had so much we fun. We danced the night away yeah. for hours. listen to me it was the best friendship we were dancing and singing and it was just us girls and I I I needed it I it felt like I got it was therapeutic I love it I love you guys so it was just wonderful
0: yeah it was weird dancing to it was basically disco dancing dancing yeah etc no it was so good it was so good and it was just yeah we were we were five five ladies and yeah. one one friend had to leave a bit earlier and one of the highlights was sitting at the bus stop with you yes. the four, yeah. we're four of us sitting at the bus stop after dancing waiting, waiting for, for my bus, waiting to come. For your bus keeping you company <laughs> and we we'd been dancing and jumping around everybody was yelling everyone was singing all the words I was amazed yeah. it was huge yeah. and we were all like we we're with hundreds of people yeah and it was so nice yeah yeah so that was pretty much the definition of fabulous moments shared with friends and you know whether you're in you've got a romantic life next to it or not doesn't matter one bit
3: because friendships um they keep you grounded and and especially as female friendships because we know statistically uh in many occasions the men are the ones if you're in a monogamous relationship Um, that usually passes away and therefore you have to um, rely on your girlfriends or your extended friendships and families. And even in, you know, whatever your relationship is, having that network outside or even if you are not in a relationship and fantastically dating, (laughs) um, (laughs) as you three ladies are, that having that support system um, and having, you know, as as you said, I think it was Kristen who had that um, not so wonderful yes. date and yes. had to call and say, "Come and walk with me." You know, yes. having that support, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you're looking for a kind of love, but then at the same time, you're building and 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 creating a stronger bond. With yeah. those around you, as yeah, you look for the Mister, or Mrs. Right, or the Them Right, whomever you're looking for, <laughs> or you the know? multiple rights, the multiple <laughs> rights, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, it, it. I'm I'm happy that we have begun uh, talking about friendships, mm. um, especially as we get older, because those friendships, um, yeah, are, are key. Us. Yeah. yeah, and and, and like yeah. you say,
0: into the into the future, into the long term. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you and I are going to have more time for friendship and we we've made a pact. We're going to go out and see some concerts and shows. in Montreal summer, going to do some dancing, but we're going to take also a break, a little break from the podcast. For Mm -hmm. me, it's going to be a little summer dating break (laughs) and, and I actually have been getting into it. I've been, I'm, you'll be proud of me. I'm proud of me. I am
3: very proud of you.
0: Yeah. I've been having some really (laughs) positive experiences. I think it's really shifting my mindset. As you know, I've been very, grumpy about online dating, finding it to be just a big burden, but I'm finding it more fun. And my secret for anyone listening is to really stick to a a nearby location. I'm really, I'm only making, I'm only going out and meeting people who live within a reasonable cycling distance from my house. So, Mm -hmm. so not suburbs, not needing to drive and i just think that we have more in common that way we are our yeah. our realities are more similar and so far so far so good all right yeah, so I'm hoping, well, I'm, I actually, and I will say this, um, one of the lovely guys I've met has agreed to come on the podcast, <gasps> not to talk about me, although by who knows where that one's going to go, I don't know, I don't know, but he, but he has wonderful stories of his own, his own fabulous stories of dating across Canada, he's from another country, he thinks we're all a bit crazy in a nice way, and, and uh, so I'm hoping, like, I'll, I'll be, I'll be gathering some of the stories this summer as, as I uh, gather some dating experiences and so you and I are going to come back in September there's so many more topics to address about late bloom and love mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to that and how about you sweetheart besides dancing dancing the night away with me is there anything else that uh, this summer you're you're looking forward to this summer
3: I'm just getting out there um, and trying to balance work with school with life with love yeah. Yeah. Um, but definitely you know ensuring that every day I give gratitude so um yeah just just trying to live the best version of who i am
0: (laughs) which you're doing you're doing it oh wonderful well shelly uh as far as the podcast is concerned adieu for now adieu my friend (laughs) have a a good summer of course you and i are actually going to hang out lots and lots (laughs) but we'll be back with lots of good stories to tell in september so thanks again big hugs to you okay Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thanks so much to my guests this episode, Kristen Hutchinson and Jen, who are both good friends of mine. You can find out more about Kristen and her work on Facebook under her name, Kristen with a K, Hutchinson. H U T C H I N S O N. Thanks also and always to my friend, and podcast co-conspirator, Shelley Morgan. I hope you, like me, are looking forward to a summer spent in the company of friends like these. And if you're out there dating, I hope you have a blast. This has been Late Bloom in Love with me, your host, Amanda Klang. Thanks so much for joining me here. I'm taking the next couple of months off from the podcast to put more time into my own summer dating. But... Thanks to friends like Jen, Kristen, and Shelly, I'll be approaching it all with a new lightness and sense of fun because once you have your friends, love and romance is just the cherry on top. A nice extra, hey, a great extra, but not the whole Sunday. That it turns out I've already got. I'll also be gathering stories and interviews to bring you when the podcast returns in September. Meanwhile, you can find out more about the show and catch up on past episodes at latebloominlove.com. That's Bloomin, B-L-O-O-M-I-N. You can also leave comments or questions there. We'd love to hear from you. And be sure to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages, Late Bloomin' Love. Catch you next time.